0: What are we talking about? Technology and Jeff King. Mr. and Miss American, all ships at sea. Ed Sheehan for Colony Confidential. What's up, everybody? It's Joey Sauce the Brains. We have Jeff King from the Pest Rangers out of Pennsylvania. He's been a guest before. Now we have him back because he's using tech in ways a lot of us aren't. And we're gonna talk about how innovative Mr. King is. Jeff recently spearheaded a great seminar uh, on customer service in uh, Pennsylvania area, King of Prussia. During that seminar, there was a lot of discussion about technology and how people are using it in, in a million different ways. So
1: Jeff, stuff as incoming president of Pennsylvania, trying to do some different things here. One thing that you, know, you just mentioned, the customer service form we had often overlooked in our industry. PCT Magazine did a story, maybe about four or five months ago on customer service. We actually laid that magazine out in our office for all of our technicians to see because that that is the front line. And I hear at other conferences that the technicians want all the recognition, but they wouldn't be working if it wasn't for that person answering the phone with a polite voice and knowing what they're doing and, and doing a good job explaining and selling that service. But in our industry, it's Often overlooked. And I'm trying to change that now that women in pest management is really big. I think it's something that we need to really start focusing on. I couldn't agree more. Timing is everything, right? In
0: life, in business. Our Art of the Phone Call webinar started the following week. Margaret Garcia with myself on the webinar, and it was perfect. Last night, one of the key takeaways from the Art of the Phone Call for me is to eliminate gender specific terms for roles as well as It it was all about tone and inflection. So when people say, the girls in your office, the guys in the field, right? Granted, this is a predominantly male industry, but they were talking about tone and inflection. Sometimes it turns people off. So Margaret's saying this, and I've been beating the crap out of my team saying, team, that's it. Service team, customer service team, office team. I went to bed last night, like beating the shit out of myself saying, how are you so dumb to never think of this? Because once you hear it, you're like, "This is so simple. This is great." You change the word, and all of a sudden, people are like, "Oh my goodness, they're sending a field inspector." And when that person comes to the house, it's they're happy to see him. He's gonna inspect my house. Not we're gonna send a sales guy there because then immediately they're confrontational. It was really good, but I, I think the biggest takeaway last night was the gender-specific thing because gender is a big thing, and people could go back and forth with how they feel about it, but. The goal of our job in, in customer service certainly was to make every single customer comfortable. And if you could just change one word from guys, girls, men, women to team or whatever, field inspector, you could just get through the call a lot easier and, and potentially get a better
1: sale. Joe, we go to conferences and everybody talks about technology. It's usually owners, managers, but it's not the people using it. The people using it are the end users.
0: Yes. And I think one of the panelists said that they put earmuffs on every time somebody talks about new tech because they don't really want to go invest in
1: new tech. The industry's been struggling trying to get a software and everybody's trying to be the person that could build a retail store on their website. And what happened was we just went to our web developer and said, this is what we want. He worked with us and we built right on our main screen, just a quote service. And similar to like an after hours call service, they could pick eight o'clock service or eight to 10, however we have it, but it'll walk you from start to finish right through the whole sales process. We then just tied that program into another program called Zapier. And Zapier is like a lead, not a lead flow. It's more a automation so it could automate everything, even your calendar. It'll send you a reminder 10 minutes before. So there's all these Zaps that you could set up. But we hook our type form into Zapier, which then sends to, uh, we call it Glip, <laughs> But it is Glip. That's the program. But it's like a Slack. Christ, are
0: you speaking English right now,
1: Jeff? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I'm telling you, it's a game changer because... It used to go to an email, it could be me or or a certain customer service rep, what happens if they're on vacation? So now it goes to the group inside sales team. So that lead comes through and it gets funneled through Zapier to Slack. And then whoever's on the other end of Slack could say, hey, I'll put this in the system, make the call to confirm. It's so easy now, I don't have to worry about it. Nobody, if somebody's off, there's always a group of people that are taking care of that.
0: Now, do you have your inbound people on the phone do you still have them following the steps through type forms? So
1: we do. We do call to confirm every sale uh, that's put through, and it's done within minutes. If we're open business hours, it's done. If they press submit, it's done within probably a oh. minute and a half.
0: So, Ed, I, I know right now we are speaking a foreign language to you. So, type forms is a program where you could set it up basically. It's like a call script,
1: right? It's a flow chart. If you saw the ins and outs, like I go in there to change price. We just increase pricing on mosquito control. So to go in there, if I showed you, it's like wires. It's like an electrician doing wiring (laughs) because every action has a reaction and it could have multiple. So we did, you said call call scripts. Um, We built call scripts for training and each employee has their own URL where they could go in and it just walks them through the call until they're comfortable with how that flow goes. And then once they submit that form, there's an email sent to their email box for all the notes and then a general email box as well. But you could do anything with Typeform. It's just, it's constant dropdowns. It gives you different multiple choice, input notes. You design it however you want. You have pricing built in. Correct. Yeah. And changing on you know, now, especially with price increases, learning and not to have my web developer go in there. So it's, it's a program that I could go in on the back end if we decide to do a, a price increase somewhere. We could change everything but the build out of it initially was months it took a few months to get that together but i will say that all these other software platforms that are trying to do this i guess they're failing because i I haven't heard anybody talking about it but this works just as good i don't think the software needs to build it If if they do it's easier but hey this is working i think one of the biggest problems in our industry is that they're
0: building out this software there's a company that was recently sold that built out this whole call script thing. And everything about them was unbelievably expensive. The price that they wanted, like for me, if you want $400 a month, I don't want to do shit. I don't want to do all the work. And then we went to Typeforms and it was less than half the price for the year. And you're doing the same amount of work and you had more control, I feel like. That was a big thing that you put me on to. One of the things that they spoke about at that seminar do you use the slide dial?
1: No. So there was ideas thrown around people using, I Bamboo HR was one that was thrown around. People working from home. There was a, another program that it, it takes screenshots of the computer every 30 seconds. that only allows them on certain websites. So they have all this technology now.
0: So one of the things that you used that's very intriguing was, I think it's client point for contracts. Correct. So tell us about client point. Yeah, you were telling me you could see if they spent Twenty-seven seconds on page five, three minutes on page seven, and then who they forward it to and everything like that.
1: Yeah, what's nice is you can see where the holdup is. Say it's an equipment charge, um, even on a, like a commercial food facility. If they're hung up and on, on one specific document, you have a feel that hey, maybe the weekly price or the monthly price is good, but they keep going back to this equipment. Like, why? What are they looking at? Flylights? Like do they think they're too expensive? So it gets you prepared. It gets your sales team prepared for any objections that they're going to come across. You can prepare and say, all right, I think they're going to hit me with something on this equipment line and and you're ready for it. So it's pretty neat when you get into bigger contracts. You
0: use a CRM. Can that tie to the CRM that you're using through the API?
1: Yep. We did look at that. There was a little hesitation between the software company allowing the open API to this because they have a sales platform, but it's, not near as robust as this. And once I showed the company that we were working with, this is why, like we could put videos in there. There's a video of me explaining how to approve. Click to the top left. There's a green approve button. Once you do that, this is what happens. So it explains everything you need to do to execute that sale. And whether it's PestPack or whatever you use, they don't have that capability yet.
0: And it's one of those things, but in my opinion, older industry-specific CRMs are trying to dominate everything in the market. They want your credit card. They want everything. And when you come and say open API, they want to charge you $300 a month to open API. And it's really a pain point to make you just submit to them. But the newer CRMs, their API is open and they charge nothing for it. And that's really where technology is at.
1: I never understood when software companies got into rodent monitoring, when they were all going to do this scent and all this stuff, they spent millions of dollars in uh, research only to have somebody like Cortiva or Bell come out with their own system and just kick them all to the curb. So that was all money wasted. And to me, I, I want my software for scheduling, invoicing, money in, money out, whatever. As far as everything else, let the expert, if it's rodent related, let the rodent companies do it. Just open your API.
0: So you mentioned Bell. Pack has the API open to Bell's product and it's X amount per month per user. So that's where it should be. But anybody who's not like Bell's a juggernaut in the industry. So PestPack has to almost work with them, if that makes sense. And ServiceSuite probably does too. But if you're a newcomer, with the podcast, we are privy to a lot of tech, right? We were testing a product and... To open the API with PestPack was $270 a month. Plus that product at its full capacity is $650 a month. So now you're at $1,000 extra a month for this product. At $650 for what it was, and it's a marketing tool and a bunch of other stuff, it's a lot to really think about. And then PestPack, we know now that they bought CO2, that whole marketing platform. So they don't want to open the API to another marketing platform. Just off of general principle, I'm never buying that from a pest pack, ever.
1: I learned early on, don't ever put all your eggs in one basket. When you have a company that's trying to dominate like that, and they're just trying to jam everything down. I don't know, it's just not my, my thing. Because if a relationship goes south, you need to find a lot of new things.
0: Correct. If you look at all of the new software coming out, it just makes you feel horrible about your current relationship. Why can every new software coming to market have an open API and not give a shit about it? And what is WorkWave worth? Billions. We already know that. We we know that they process X amount of billions in credit cards a year. That's like a public number. I can't remember. So they're making three 3.25% or more off of that plus you're paying for that. So they're making all that money and their APIs aren't open. And if you have 20 companies trying to get into our industry that the API is wide open, yeah, whatever you want to add, we'll add. Just makes you feel like you're getting robbed.
1: Yeah, you're right. I feel horrible when I hear people constantly switching software because I I know people have been through it three or four times. I don't know how. You can't focus any time on your business if you're just worried about switching to the next big thing every year. I could not imagine. We've literally weighed our
0: pain points and we've never been able to move forward with switching, to be honest. It's just too big, of a, too big of a nightmare.
1: It's never been a thought for me, but I get calls every day from certain companies and I wish they would stop tying up my phone lines. Block them. I'm going to switch
0: softwares when the internet goes out and all technology goes
1: down and we got to go back to cards again. That's when I'll switch. Listen, we're talking now. And, and honestly, tomorrow we could wake up and the internet could be out like with what's going on in the world today. The new war is not going to be missiles and, and shit like that. It, it's going to be technology. And 100%. It's scary. Everybody's vulnerable. I don't care who they are. And there's certain sectors, certain industries that they're preparing that something's going to happen. They shut down the colonial pipeline. How many months ago? We couldn't get gas. Right, yeah. Somebody told me how they got into that was through the security cameras at the place. That's how the hackers got into the network.
0: If you have cyber security insurance, Frank from Select always says, hey, here's something you should really think about nowadays. This year's renewal was the first renewal where they mandate two-step authentication for emails and a couple of other things. And not only did they mandate, like normally you could just check a box, right? Oh yeah, we're doing it, right? Maybe you're telling the truth, maybe you're not, right? This one, our IT provider had to sign off on it. So it's getting more and more serious. And for everybody out there, you should get cybersecurity. And if your broker is not telling you about it, you probably should call Select Insurance and ask for Frank or Phyllis or any one of their people because they're always telling me about these things before it's a thing.
1: I will say that during our lockdown down with software for two or three days. That was a concern, but most of your software is who's a credit card uh, processor for for Pest Pack? They just went in house, so none of that credit card information is stored anywhere in your system. Correct. It's all third party, and it's that was right. like a, that was a check. That was another checkbox
0: on the cybersecurity piece. When PestPak went in-house with their credit card, we shopped it. And they were unbelievably competitive at the point. If they were, let's say if they were 3.25, the best that we got close to that was 3.2. And at that 0.05% rate, it's not worth the manual labor to batch out every day. It's just really not. And they're not stupid. They did their research. And they know that it's phenomenal. You click one button and the invoice is sent and paid at the same time. It's the,
1: it's the cost of doing business. There's still a lot of people in our industry that will not take credit. Card. Oh, cash is king. Okay. All right. It's not though. It's not. If in business, you need to make it as easy as possible for them to do business with you. And as easy as you can to get paid. A credit card is instant. So checks Fine. become rubber checks and... People always don't have the cash. So if you're doing you don't know, have on a monthly billing or however you have a budget billing, whatever you want to call it. That's the name of the game. We're talking about technology just to, we went paperless in 2006,
0: right? Not, not even completely paperless, but as far as service tickets go, we had the full handheld deal. We eliminated a $32,000 a year position by doing it, right? And that's really the whole point of the tech. It makes sense. That's what automation does. It eliminates your spend. You go paperless, you stop sending snail mail. What does snail mail cost you? Your paper, your ink, your envelope, and 55 cents. At the end of the day, depending on what kind of deals you have, that's a $2 investment minimum. And it takes, according to your customer, it takes 35 days for them to get the snail mail. Your pennies matter. So you spoke about Zapier. You're using it. I don't know that much about it. Can you talk a little bit more about it? How else are you using it?
1: So you talk about open APIs, everything. If you use HubSpot, which is another great CRM for salespeople, um, it's like a sales pipeline, go online and do your research on Zapier. You'll be amazed at some of the workflows that are there. You could even hire a Zapier expert that'll come in and Evaluate your business and say, did you know you could automate this? And that's really my main goal right now is to automate as much as I can in the business. And I'm terrible at delegation, but I'm getting pretty damn good at it lately. You built a great team. We talk about this offline all the time about stepping back from all the
0: nonsense and working on the business and and hiring smarter people. Everybody, even Paul Giannamore talks about it. Hiring people that can do things you can't that are smarter than you. At the end of the day, it's just being able to manage people. So you spoke about HubSpot as a sales thing. Salesforce, have you toyed with that yet?
1: Yeah, it's very expensive, Salesforce. It's a great looking program, but we've been playing with HubSpot for about three years, maybe four years now. When we first got on, the one thing that we liked is Read Receipt but we would get all the touches similar to client point. We were able to see, uh, we work with Scott Steckel from I was born guard now Plunkett. We worked with him on a project in the Midwest uh, a customer that we had here in the Northeast, open up a big warehouse. So we were able to forward this email. We saw it go right up to corporate. So between using HubSpot and client point, we had inside Intel that this shit was going somewhere. And then yeah. and you can see where it falls flat too. If Somebody says, yeah, I did this. And it's nice to have that inside information over the weekend. I was with somebody that has a tremendous company.
0: They use Salesforce for an entire year at $20,000 a month. They never really used it. He said, once he, as the owner, dived in to see what they were doing, he was like, We're not using it. So don't dive into any technology or software if you don't intend on truly diving into it and making sure it works. And one of the biggest things I could tell you to do is anytime a software company tells you there's a one year minimum, guarantee that you have to stay with them, tell them to go F themselves or tell them, give me 60 days to try it out. But you need to be realistic with yourself and get the amount of time to try it out. You need to be prepared to try it. Don't do what so many of us have done, where we say, oh yeah, that sounds great. Let's try it. And then realize that after a year, it's not working. Or you haven't really tested it. They try to tell us, oh, you need a one-year commitment. Which company had the balls to tell me that they had to move a satellite and that's why they make everybody do it for a minimum of a year. And I was like, well, Tell me how you move the satellite specifically for my company. They're going to try and sell you. And then you're going to say, Look, I believe you, but I don't know if it's going to work for my company. So I would like to test it. Agree to pay for the test. And, and I would say negotiate as long as realistically you think you'll jump into it. So we always try and get a 90 day test because I know the first 30 days we're going to half ass it. And then we'll get into it. So if they tell you no, you should not do business with them. And I always tell them, I have X amount of clients from gazillionaires to people that make $10 an hour, and none of them would ever agree
1: to a year contract without a cut clause. About contracts and technology, if you really sit down and think about it, all the technology you use in your business, it's supposed to work, but it never does. It never works like it's supposed to. They tell you one thing and it doesn't. So like a contract, Teddy was good. We were at the table with a GPS company and he said, listen, the last GPS company told us the same thing. If it works so good, we're not going to leave you. So there's no need for a contract. We'll just keep paying you. So that's
0: amazing that you bring up GPS because I have a new GPS company that is month to month. The only way that they'll lock you in for a year is when you get a discount. You get two months free. So then that's, that's an incentive. You, you don't have to do that. So we went from the old Fleet Maddox, which is now Verizon Connect, right? It's 40 something dollars a month. And we're switching to GPS tracker, which is $18.95 a month. And that's their month to month price. If I sign up for a year, I get a better price, but only for the first year. And they don't offer that again. And then you're month to month but that's what you want. And I said, you're right. The same thing. If you're as good as you say you are, I'm not leaving. I'm not. It's facts. There's no GPS company out there unless it's a special month that's giving you the devices for
1: free. Another failure with technology is setup. That's the number one thing. When people are switching software, different sales CRM, whatever it is, it's the setup and no business is the same. We're all in pest control. But you run things different. You call them programs and I call them different terminology, but these companies don't understand that we all call it something different. And if as a small business person in 2017, when I, you know, made the switch from it was uh, called Service CEO, which was a marathon data product, uh, pest pack, and ends up all being together there. Switched from Service CEO to Serve Suite. I was coming out of the field. I was not going on the road anymore. I was going to learn this software, set it up. And I thought I had it set up. And then probably about three years ago, we revamped it. just different things to make it work easier. It's constant all the time, but, it, but you're
0: right. It's a daunting task. And te- I tell everybody, technology is great when it works
1: correct
0: so with the gps i'll just go back into that we switched hardwired to the to the plug and play with the odm i think it's called or the port where they for diagnostic and you can get alerts now with the new one you get the alert text to you if it's an engine alert if it's whatever sensors on the car will we'll put an alert it'll give you that so we like that it's pretty cool but what i like the most is going from 4395 to 1895 for essentially the same exact thing sure the last question that i was going to ask number one in your mind game-changing technology i'll be honest
1: with you i think it's communication it's something like slack or Glip or GroupMe or whatever you're using to communicate with your team in the field rather than using a phone call and having that set up correctly that has really helped us alleviate phone calls into the office tying up the phone now our phone calls in the office are all sales calls Technicians send a text message to their team. That's made a lot of efficiencies. Going to the sales side, that client point's actually pretty cool. I and mean, we have a couple different programs that we're using that have, that have really changed things over the last several years. Usually when there's a problem anywhere in an organization, it comes back communication. Whether it's customer to tech to customer, tech to office, it, it's always communications. Using that platform helps.
0: Okay, the real last question. What does Ashley think about the art of the phone? Have you gotten to chop it up with her yet?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. After each session, she's given me a a ton of notes. I spoke to her this morning and I said, you're on the call. She goes, yeah, I think I'm the first one on that call. She's a, she's a rock star in our office, but uh, she loved every minute of it. She went over all the, the word salad words. She said, I took my, my phone out and took a picture of it. And he's, you know, that's why I knew the sales And, and we struggle in our office. You send the sales guy and you're right. Like people then expect to be sold and they're, I don't want to be sold. So well, they're going to
0: meet him with a different energy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So all the words, different words to you. She loved that part. Thank you again. Thank you.
0: All right, Jeff, take care.